spiritual states, creator or nature. Creator, upper force, God, is there a difference between these concepts? No, no difference between all these names, appellations, definitions, limitations, no difference between them. There's just one only existing upper force, no one besides him, and even though that we have a very clear understanding that we exist separately in and of ourselves, having nothing to do with the Creator, and if He exists, He has nothing to do with us, etc., etc. Meaning, in short, our relationship with the Creator is very delicate, I'd say. When we want to explain the entire creation of the Creator, everything that's around us, everything that we sense, and besides what we feel in our senses, we have no idea what exists, then we talk about nature as the Creator, and about Creator as nature. And if we're not only talking about that, about the beginning of the process and the end of creation and where we need to introduce into this nature already certain elements that are higher than the still vegetative inanimate nature that exists in us, but that which is higher than these three degrees, then for that we already need to connect to the upper force, above it all. And that is what we call, then, the Creator. That, on the one hand, supports, gives birth, organizes, and fulfills the still vegetative and animate natures, including us, as a part of the animate nature, and along with it, also elevates man that, at first, is related to the animate level, higher than that degree, to his own level. And the Creator, he's on the following degree, above the natural forces of nature. In Hebrew, Creator is called Bore, consisting of the words Bore, come and see. Where do you go and what do you see? Right. It's also not in relation to him, but it's in relation to the person who attains the Creator, meaning that when a person attains the upper force, then he calls it Boe, Creator. Underlining that the purpose of his development is to rise above the forces of this world, the still vegetative and the animate, to the degree of the Creator. Boe, meaning to the foundation of the world. When we say God, we just in general talk about the general force that exists, that controls everything, governs everything, includes everything in it, all the lower degrees. Nature is what we say when we want to emphasize that everything around us is sustained, supported, 
developed its all nature, it's all the creator. Balasalam writes that in Gematria it has the same numerical value and therefore there's no difference between them. Right. It doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. Creator, nature, upper force. It's all the upper force. And how we characterize that, that's our concern. When Kabbalists want to underline that everything that exists around us is nature, then that nature is the creator. Meaning everything that exists is the manifestation of the creator to the created beings. So, Creator has created nature, and out of that, creating a being called Adam. So, Adam is that created being in all of creation that can develop from generation to generation. And his development is actually what the Creator Himself is engaged in, because the Creator would like for this being to develop and reach His degree, the degree of creation. And therefore, Adam, man in translation from Hebrew, means to be similar to the Creator. And that's the state that He needs to achieve. So it's all... It all follows one rule of equivalence of form of man with the Creator, and this, in general, is an entire system called soul, or the soul of Adam Arishon. So, that's something that gradually we'll need to deal with. One of the main laws of nature is the connection between opposites. How is that related to the Creator? It means that eventually what we need to come to is that all opposites need to connect and complete each other. And in the beginning of creation, all opposites were focused in one point in complete connection, an ideal supplementation of each other. And then it all fell apart, and we need to bring all those many rules, conditions, and everything else that fell apart into one whole, where it all exists correctly, properly, in equilibrium, harmony, mutual completion, that precisely by their opposites, they sustain a kind of connection called completion, wholeness. And in that wholeness and completion, we attain the Creator, the source of this perfection. Who is He in and of Himself? We can't say. The Creator, He is above all this, and we can attain Him to the measure to which we can um, bring these opposites together, creating some middle line out of it. The Creator is the middle line that is revealed between these two qualities of reception and bestowal. And so there's nothing in nature besides the revelation of these two opposite forces. 
what, um, how do we know that nature is wise? Well, we exist in it. We exist within laws, within rules that are unchanging certain parameters. And we ourselves are a result of these rules, laws, so we don't need to prove anything. We're inside of it. You can't disconnect yourself, detach yourself from life, from the trees, the sun, the grass, air, even on other planets. You can't detach yourself from the context of nature. You're an inseparable part of it. If we're studying the still vegetative and animate nature, then we see that they're controlled by that same nature, by that general law that leads them to a certain goal, to a certain form of birth, death, etc. If we look at ourselves, then we don't feel this rule. We can guess it somehow. And here too, we guess it because it's above us higher than us, but that it is one rule, one law that controls us, etc., etc., practically directly without asking for our consent, then we see it on each and every step. You can't talk about nature as something that's under you, because eventually it's above you, it's higher than you. You're the one included in it, like this small tiny unit. And the more we attain nature, the more we start thinking about what kind of motives do there need to be here in this force that creates this all. And then, against our will, we start rising above all this to the thought of creation, because we see how at its found at the foundation of all the rules, laws of nature exists a thought. And there's nothing that is not pre-planned, that doesn't have a meaning, a purpose that develops according to a set plan. We're talking about the objective existence of the upper force in the general plan and its influence over all of us and its act of creation. When we look at ourselves and at surrounding nature, we actually understand that there is some kind of project here, some kind of thought that is being implemented, even looking at our nation, no matter how much. Even if you look at society, one way or another, it's advancing. You can't stop it, just like you can't stop the seasons of the years from changing. And we see that in nature, everything has a plan, everything has a thought, that it all doesn't just exist in and of itself. If we see how everything comes, how everything goes, how everything happens according to certain rules, then the realization of the laws of nature, it kind of distorts our perception. It seems natural to us, you know, like a child says, the dish broke in and of itself. He doesn't understand that that's impossible, but it's because he acted incorrectly, therefore the plate broke. The same with us. We say, summer came. Why did it come? Because before that there was winter. But that's not an answer. 
it's just observation. And the reason is in a deeper understanding of nature, of why was it made that way. Meaning, we can't, with our very eyes, look at the world around us like animals and accept it as is. If I want to answer why, then I nonetheless have to permeate the force that controls it all. We need to attain the Creator, understand them, his thought, his feeling, his sensation, to the measure to which we completely equalize with him, and then we will come to know everything that he has created and what for, which purpose. What is the difference between the the shape, the form, the form of the Creator? What is that? It's when we talk about someone's attitude towards someone or something than the attitude of one toward the other, we can bring it out to some form, some kind of behavior, picture, etc. The form of the Creator, we try to depict it in His relation to the created beings. Of course, you can depict it in relation to the still vegetative inanimate natures too, but especially it's in relation to man. That the Creator is the general higher force of nature, completely existing completely above everything that we might imagine for ourselves, to ourselves. How is it depicted to a person, this quality? And what does it want of a person? This is already a different science that engaged in it called the wisdom of Kabbalah. The the Creator has many names, many revelations. The Creator is revealed in many ways to the created being, meaning to man, that attains the Creator, and such a person is called a created being. And here we can already talk about language, colors, sensations, smells. You can feel him in everything. You can depict him in everything, because that's how the people that grasp him gradually reveal him and perceive him. Not all people. There were special individuals that were able to reveal the Creator in such a way that they completely described Him as did Moses, depicted Him, and therefore He wrote the Torah. In our world, you need to completely rise above anything that you imagine, depict to yourself, into a realm where you attain complete objectiveness because there is nothing in you of your own. You want to perceive him as he is. And that means that you need to make a restriction over yourself, over everything that you know, everything that you feel. And then you can already judge more or less somehow your attainments of the Creator and what you perceive about the Creator in order to reach such a state, you need to exclude your ego completely. You need to as if not exist in order not to perceive the influences of the Creator and His different influences over you in some 
way you need to be completely objective. It means to make a restriction over yourself, Tsum To make a restriction over yourself. The restriction, a restriction over all of your egoistic qualities, desires, intentions, perceptions, understandings, and heart and mind. If the Creator is the only quality in nature that does everything, that includes everything inside Himself, then the question is different. What can we say, if not precisely about him, then about something else? And here you have a problem. That if a person doesn't put in the necessary effort in order for the correct form of the only existing upper force that includes everything in it, that it appears in him, then a person, he errs and he is a, makes another creator. He de- depicts a different form of the creator. And here, of course, there's a slight mistake, and it leads to problems, I'd say, even tragedies, because each tries to um, translate the Creator to humanity the way he perceives it through his own perceptions, creating religions, philosophies, you name it. Don't base yourself on nothing besides yourself. There was no voice, no vision, no nothing. But, you know, that's how it is. For thousands of years, we find ourselves in such depictions that actually have no nothing to do with reality, not, not with science, not with nothing. It's said that the Creator hates the bodies. Why? The Creator hates the bodies. Body is man's ego. And therefore, the Creator, since He is uh, completely bestowing above our ego desire, then it completely does not coincide with man's egoistic intentions. And therefore, as if it says that He hates the bodies. It is, he's the opposite of man's ego. He's created the ego on purpose so that from its opposite quality, the creator will be able to attain the creator. Because everything that we attain, we attain based on the opposite of. Biologically, our body is an animal. Um, We have no complaints. An animal has needs, desires of its own, no problem. It says that the Creator does not think about himself. Who can say that? And what does it mean? Because he has no ego. And the basis of the ego is thinking about yourself. That's the most egoistic question. Do I exist? Everything outside of me. This is what I aspire for. This is what I love. This is what I feel. And therefore we can study the Creator as the upper force that has created the ego in order to bring this ego and correct it, to make it in equivalence with yourself, and that in that way this ego will be revealed as something close to the Creator. And then, being in your oppositeness, but attaining equivalence of form, complete adhesion, I'd say, 
by that attaining the state, a state that does not exist in nature, where the Creator and His created being unite. And here we're already talking about how a person who grasps nature, society, himself, the still vegetative and animate nature, how he relates to it all as the creation of the Creator. And then what happens is that man's attitude towards surrounding nature says about how he relates to the Creator. The Creator, he doesn't hide, he doesn't exist. It's man that wants to reveal the Creator. Then he looks for how can he break through the picture of the world that he's in and to reveal the Maker. This is what the Wisdom of Kabbalah explains, how to reveal the Creator for a person in this world, in the state meaning.